0: sweet aroma bold and beautiful i can hardly wait to taste early morning something wonderful is about to make my day hey give me a good cup of coffee give me your word of roxie a whole lot of Jesus a little caffeine. The world awaits at the front door, let him wait just a bit more, because I need Jesus in a little caffeine. Hello everybody out there in podcast land, and welcome to another episode of Jesus and Coffee, Amen. My name is Jay Brooks, and I'm your host for this devotional Bible study. I publish just about every day, but I may skip a day here or there. I am a Christian, a husband, a father, and a grandfather. I love Jesus, and I love coffee, hence the name of this podcast. I have my Bible open in front of me in a nice hot mug of dark roast coffee, so I have everything I need to start my day. This isn't really about coffee, it's all about Jesus. I just drink coffee while I'm doing it, and I happen to love this song by John Waller. My wife and I met him two years ago this coming August at a free concert he gave in a church here in New England. We had a nice conversation with him afterwards, and he wasn't trying to get rid of us. He was genuinely interested in getting to know us just a little bit. Check out his music, and if you have a chance, go see him. I highly recommend it. He is a good Christian brother who loves Jesus and loves coffee, so that makes him my kind of guy. So let's get things started, shall we? I have spoken these things to you in figures of speech. A time is coming when I will no longer speak to you in figures, but I will tell you plainly about the Father. Teachers during the time Jesus walked the earth in the flesh taught their disciples by asking questions that caused their followers to think. They would use parables and riddles as well. The idea was to make those who wanted to learn work for it. Students were expected to show they deserved the teacher's time. True education is that which teaches you to think, not just rattle off memorized information. In the West, we lay out the information for the student to absorb and memorize. The teachers and professors lecture and expect students to take it in and understand it. In the East, teachers would not do that. Their teaching involved two-way conversation. The teacher asks a question, and the students think about it and then ask a question of their own. In response, the teacher would ask another question. That is what is happening in Luke chapter 2 when Jesus was lost in the caravan, returning from Jerusalem. They found him in the temple complex, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions And all those who heard him were astounded at his understanding and his answers. Twelve-year-old Jesus was asking and answering questions that were amazing the teachers. Here we have Jesus, here in this reading, answering their questions, the disciples' questions, before they ask them, Ah, now you're speaking plainly and not using any figurative language. Now we know that you know everything and don't need anyone to question you by this we believe that you came from god as i have said many times jesus is the discerner of hearts he knows what they are about to ask him and the time is short so he just tells them what they want to know however there is more to what they said here than just that the questions the student asked the teacher showed their understanding the questions that the teacher asked the student in response to their questions proved the teacher's knowledge jesus doesn't need to be asked intelligent questions for him to prove his wisdom and his knowledge it's been established they know it if you have gone through this gospel with me from the beginning i have hope you I hope you have noticed the questions that went back and forth between the pharisees and jesus when the pharisees asked jesus questions they were pretending to show him respect and representing themselves to the crowds as being interested in learning from Jesus. In reality, what they were doing was trying to show Jesus up. They wanted to embarrass him in front of the crowds. Every time they tried to do so, however, Jesus ended up embarrassing them. They finally decided not to ask him any more questions. See Luke 20:40. The reason the Jewish leaders decided to kill Jesus was because he shamed them with his questions and answers. They had to get rid of him. They couldn't beat him in a battle of wits, so they decided to have him killed. When they arrested him, they didn't know how they would get the Romans to agree to crucify him, but they were determined to make it happen. They just couldn't have this upstart continue to show them up, embarrass them, and shame them in front of the people. They were losing their influence among the people, and they couldn't let that continue. As they said in John chapter 11, if we let him continue in this way, everyone will believe in him. Then the Romans will come and remove both our place and our nation. They couldn't lose their place of authority. They couldn't lose their influence among the people. So they had to get rid of Jesus for good. The Pharisees are about to have their way. Soon they will arrest Jesus with the help of Judas. The disciples will scatter and be terribly confused. They will leave Jesus alone, the disciples that is, but he will not be truly alone. He will have the Father with him. All the disciples have to do is hang in there, and it will all make sense. The Holy Spirit will reveal everything to them. I am not going to lose. I know it will look bad. I know you will freak out. I know you will be afraid. I know you will suffer suffer. Just remember, I am the victor here. The one who betrays me does not win. The one who turns me over to be crucified does not win. The devil does not win. I win. The Father wins, and you will win. Soon you will understand everything. Soon you will have peace. Be brave, my disciples. Fear not. I have conquered the world. In a few days' time, you will see and you will be amazed. Thank you for listening to Jesus and Coffee, amen, and may God richly bless you.